therefore merciful, and your Father also is merciful. This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. You're tuned in. Merry Christmas to you. I know Thanksgiving's over. Hopefully you're not in a food coma, but you're up, you're listening, and the Spirit of God is here tonight to minister to you the things that you have need of. So if you're driving in your car, or maybe you're sitting at home, or maybe you're doing whatever, cooking, maybe you're doing getting ready for church in the morning, I want you to know that you turned into a broadcast where we believe in the power of God. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We believe in healing, deliverance, miracles, signs, and wonders. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The wonderful thing about God that makes him different than human beings like yourself and me is his inability to change. He doesn't change with the seasons. He doesn't change with time or with years. So he's the same. He's the same Jesus that walked the earth. He's powerful. He's mighty. He's strong. And above all, he is loving. And he not only has the power, but he also has the will to do it for you tonight. And if you're there listening tonight, maybe you're in the hospital, and you're looking for hope and a touch from God. You may have pain inside your body. You may feel that the Lord has overlooked you. It says in Psalm chapter 115 that God has been mindful of us. God has a mind full of you right now. And He wants to touch your body. And so while I'm speaking in this broadcast, I'm going to declare that the power of God is going to show up in your room right now. You say, Reverend Palmer, what do I have to do to make the power of God show up in my room and heal my body? Jesus says in John chapter 6 that all you have to do is believe. Remember, friend, healing, deliverance, and the thing that you need tonight, even salvation. Maybe you just made the worst mistake of your life. Perhaps you're on the way to make the biggest mistake of your life. Everything in the kingdom of God is a result of His grace, friend. It is not something that you could do. Salvation wasn't initiated by you. Romans 5, 8 says, or excuse me, 8, 5 says, even while we were yet sinners... That's Romans 5, 8. Christ died for us. He initiated salvation. You were lost. You were on your way to hell. You were ready to be eternally separated from God and live the rest of eternity in darkness and in misery. God came in with His love. He sent His Son to the earth to die for you because He just could not get you out of His mind. It says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son. Second Peter 3.9 says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Put your hand on your chest and say, God doesn't desire me to be separated from Him. He loves you, friend. And I declare tonight on the radio that the love of God fill your heart where you're at, that the Spirit of God minister to you exactly what you need tonight. We're live. 313-838-1035. That's right. Last week, I was away. I was in Miami preaching. But tonight, we're live. 313-838-1035. Let me remind you before you call in tonight that we welcome all callers. But we don't take questions about theology. We're not here to argue theology. We're here to minister to people. If you want to argue theology or even talk about those things, there's good seminaries in the area designated for that purpose. We've been getting some emails lately. People want to... Talk to us about theology. Well, I don't respond to those kind of emails. Not because you're not important, but because I don't... That's not the purpose of my ministry. And so we welcome your emails. God bless you. But we also want you to know we're a ministry. We're not a seminary. Okay? So I want to let you know we're live. 313-838-1035. Before we start tonight, I wanted to make it a point to let you know that it's the Thanksgiving season... And even though it passed two days ago, I'm still thankful, and I'm thankful for all you that are partners of the Transforming Truth broadcast. I said it quickly two weeks ago, but we just celebrated one year of being on the air in the Metro Detroit area. We've reached people, 
And you've made that possible for us. So we thank you from the bottom of my heart. It says in Philippians chapter 4 that Paul says that I've been, uh, I, I have all and abound and am full, having received of you. And so we say the same thing from our broadcast. We receive of you. We thank you. We remind you we're a listener-supported broadcast. And so we function based upon the generosity of our partners. If you'd like to partner with us, www dot chris palmer ministries dot com and you know when you give into good ground the bible says it's given back to you so if you desire to partner with us you can even write to us p.o box 403 wald lake michigan 48390 before we put it into second gear tonight do you have my book the believer's journey god's path of transformation listen it's been getting in people's hands and it's been blessing people and so i want you to get it now this i wrote the book not to be something that's simple, that's a quick read. I wrote the book purposely to be a read you have to think about. It's full, it is very full of revelation, knowledge, and spiritual application that you can apply for your life. Let's say you say, well, I just, I'm looking for something that is above simple. But you can get my book. Now, it's not hard to read. It's just the concepts are a little more, uh, I'd just say beyond simple. But it will mature you, and that's part of this ministry, Transforming Truth, is to mature the believer and to get believers full of the Holy Ghost. Now, I feel the presence of God tonight as I minister on the radio. So if you have need in your life, if you need a touch from God, 313-838-1035. I want to say hello to my friends from England that are listening in tonight. God bless you. I know that you say you stay up late to listen, and so I think it's early over there, so God bless you as you listen tonight. Let me pray tonight before we get into the Word of God. Matchless Heavenly Father, I praise you. I thank you for your presence. I feel it now. I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that always comes up and never misses. And I pray in the name of Jesus tonight that people listening to the sound of my voice, that your Holy Spirit would begin to bring healing into people's bodies. I pray, Father, and release your spirit to go forth into cars that are traveling up and down, 275, 96, 696, the lodge, people that are at home right now in their houses where it's dark, people that are in the hospital. May your presence begin to feel their very being. May they feel the love May they feel your mercy. May they sense, Father, your power. And I release it to go to work tonight and transform lives in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that people under the sound of my voice begin to receive healing, begin to receive total freedom from the power and the works of darkness. Father, I just command this to be so on earth. As it is in heaven, I command arthritis to leave people's bodies. I command tormenting, anxious anxiety to go from people now. In the name of Jesus, people that are unable to sleep, fear. In the name of Jesus, I command you to leave. And I pray tonight, Father, you fill people's hearts with hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to begin tonight in John chapter 1. I want to talk to you tonight about the light of God. Some things the Lord put in my heart. I want to talk to you about the light of God. And we're going to start in just a second in John chapter 1. Before we get in, let's just go right to the phones. I have Jeff calling tonight. God bless you, Jeff. You're on air with me. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. God bless you, too. Um, I was calling tonight for prayer. I suffer, I have bipolar disorder, and I'm in the bipolar low right now. I have depression, which is keeping me in bed. And as a result of that, sometimes I tend to self-medicate. I've been addicted to drugs, and I'm just getting over a relapse. So I need to be delivered from addiction and cured of depression. And I know you have faith and know that God can do it, Jeff. Do Amen. You, I just want to ask you one question before I pray for you. Yes. Is there something in your life that triggered um, bipolarism? Specifically, were you bo- did the doctors say that maybe you were born with it, or were you did something? Was there any trauma in your life? 
I would say there's trauma. My parents fought like cats and dogs when I was a kid. And then I was also subjected to the first Gulf War. I spent eight years in the Army. And um, since then, I've been troubled with relationships and keeping employment and just people skills, coping skills. Um, and, and that causes me to get a little manic. And then I cycle down to depression. And then I turn to drugs sometimes. Um, I, I'm pretty much out of the water with that. I had seven months of sobriety, and just this depression got the best of me, and the enemy entered my life again. And I'm, I'm trying to come out of that as well as get out of this bed with this darn depression. Well, I, Jeff, I can tell you're a very sincere and kind and loving person. I even sense that you love God. And before, oh, I'm a faithful follower of Jesus. No, I know you are. I can tell. Um, but a couple of things before I pray for you. By email, I want you to take this down because I want to help you. Um, it is uh, info at Chris Palmer. Minnesota. Okay, hold on. I, okay. I need a pen. Okay. Real quick. And if you're if you're if you're tuned into the show tonight and you're struggling with depression or you're struggling yeah. with bipolarism, I want to just tell the audience that um, there is deliverance for people that are going through this, and the Word of God has the power to affect people's minds and change your mind completely around. That's part of what I'm going to be sharing here in just a minute. So, okay. Jeff, I want you to write this down. Info at, yes, at chrispalmerministries.com. Okay? Okay. Okay. And I want you to email me and send me your information after I pray for you, okay? Okay, sir. Thank you. Okay, let me pray. If you're listening tonight, stretch your hands and your faith towards Jeff. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Jeff. I pray right now for his mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for complete restoration and deliverance in his mind. I command depression to go in the name of Jesus. I command his mind to be whole. I pray, Father, that he would find total and complete inner healing in his life. The wounds that he has, the scars that he faces because of the fighting he saw his parents do, trauma that he saw in the Gulf War, Father, I pray for a complete and total inner healing in his life. I command and declare, Father, that he won't spend the rest of his life on his depression. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command every spirit of depression to leave him now. And I pray, Father, that the joy of the Lord would flow into his heart and that he be totally delivered and free from the power of addiction and medication. And that the grip of that will be broken in his life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have Bob tonight. God bless you, Bob. You're on the Transforming Truth broadcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. What can we do for you? Well, I'm just calling in uh, for healing in my body and that I respect the healing that God get ready to do and start treating my body right. And I pray that the financial door open for me. Amen, Bob. Where, do, you want, do you care to share where you need healing tonight or do you want to just to pray? Okay, and if you're listening tonight, I want you to stretch your faith towards our brother and believe God for him. I'm going to pray for you, Bob. And you put your hand in the area. The Bible says that believers will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And since I'm praying for you over the airwaves, I want you to go ahead and place your hand where you need healing and use that as a point of contact as we pray tonight. And believe God for instant healing in your body. In the name of Jesus, I speak to Bob. Father, I pray for my brother in the Lord. I pray you lift him up. I pray you encourage him right now. Father, I command his body to be whole. In the name of Jesus, I declare that. I hear the Lord saying that enough is enough. And the Spirit of God saying, Bob, that you dealt with this sickness long enough. And I command and declare that today is your day of healing. I demand and command your body to be whole, to be well, to be free from sickness and weakness and infirmity in the name of Jesus. And yes, the Lord knows what this is. And the Lord says, you won't be ashamed. And so, Father, I thank you and I praise you for it. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I pray. And, uh, you know, Bob, I know you hung up, but I know you're still listening. Uh, you've questioned if God can do this for you. And the Lord says that he's well and he's able and he will. And you will not be ashamed. I just hear the Lord saying that. And you know what that means. Okay. Let's get back into the broadcast tonight. I want to share with you about the light of God. I'm going to read to you what it says in John chapter 1. Now we're still taking calls, 313-838-1035. If you are like one of our listeners that called in tonight, Saturday nights just have a way of getting lonely. 
People get lonely on Saturday nights and people need prayer. Call in. Don't miss your opportunity to receive prayer tonight. People get healed. People get touched on this show and they email us and tell us about it. 313-838-1035. John chapter 1 and let's start in verse number 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God and the Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. This is talking about Jesus. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now let's see what it says in verse number 4. In Him, now we're talking about Jesus. Between verse number 3 and verse number 4, there's a shift that takes place. And the Creator, the omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent God, who is responsible for the creation of the world, the one who was and is and is yet to come, the infinite, the I Am, takes upon Himself flesh. And in first John, excuse me, John chapter 1 verse 4, it says, In Him was life. And that life was the light of men. Now you see God here upon the earth in the form of Jesus Christ. And he is now walking the earth as a human being. 100% God, 100% man. And John is seeking to explain this existence before he goes into the stories of Jesus. And he says here in the fifth verse, And the light shined into darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Let me read it a different way. It says, And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness was not able to overtake it. This is what I want to say tonight. That inside of God, there is a light so bright. There is so much life inside of Jesus, inside of God, that it says that darkness does not have the ability or the capacity to overtake the life that is working in God. You say, well, what does darkness represent? Darkness represents evil. Darkness represents wickedness. Represents the works of the kingdom of Satan. It represents rebellion. It represents everything evil upon the earth. Now, I want to say this and I want to present this idea tonight. God is omniscient and he is all-seeing. What, what, what can possibly be hidden from the eyes of a God that sees everything? What can possibly be hidden from a God who knows everything and is always present? If you stop to think about it, what hasn't God seen in the history of the world? Has he seen all your actions? Absolutely. Has he seen everything that went on in your family? He absolutely did. What about everything that went on in your business? He's seen it. Everything in your company? He saw it. So this means God has seen everything that has happened upon the earth. That means that God has seen every war. God has seen every person in every war. God has witnessed, let's go a little further, every death. God has witnessed every tragedy. He's seen every natural disaster. Do you get the point? Let's make it more specific. God has seen every foul act of treachery on the planet. Maybe you're listening tonight and you were a victim of those acts. Maybe you're a victim of rape. Maybe you're a victim of molestation. Maybe you know someone who's been a victim of kidnapping. God has seen every single vile, evil act that has been done in the earth. His eyes have witnessed the darkness. Now, that's a very profound thing because here's the thing. When people in their lives witness trauma, many times, this is powerful. I want you to catch this. If people witness trauma, they see parents fighting. They see mom hit dad. They see dad hit mom. Uh, they see uh, molestation in the family. Or let's just say that. You know, we have people every day that witness trauma. We have people that their careers are dedicated towards the holding back of wickedness, the managing of wickedness upon the earth. You know, we live in a cursed society. This society has wickedness going on it on a constant, regular, daily basis. And there's people that their professions, believers or not believers, they're managing that darkness and keeping it in within its bounds. You have military uh, people in the military, you have firemen, you have police officers, you have ER doctors, you have the Coast Guard, you have all these people designated to stop tragedy. And guess what? 
These people see tragedy every single day. ER doctors see people come in, trauma, blood, they die. Police officers show up and the first people on the crime scene. And they witness some of the most horrific acts of horror. People decapitated, people shot, things that they won't even go home and tell their families about. People that have been in the war. You remember the Vietnam War? Over 58,000 Americans lost their life. And then when our boys that survived came back home, many of them were traumatized, shell-shocked, because they saw these treacherous acts. What, is hap what, 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 what happens when... Human beings witness, now this is powerful, this is so powerful. What happens when human beings witness acts of horror and acts of terror? When they see darkness, many times they become affected by it. Because the darkness that they see overcomes the amount of light that they have inside of them. People, they don't want to see these things. They say they turn their head to say, I don't want to see it. Turn that off the television. You know, you see a tragedy on television, you say, turn the TV off, I don't want to see it. What you're really saying is, if I look at this long enough, something about the image that I'm seeing is going to overcome the light that I have in me. And yet, here's the thing. God has seen everything that's gone on, and yet nothing has overcome the light, in, the light inside of him. He's still good. He's still loving. He's still on the throne. He is still all-powerful, and nothing has changed him, and that's because there's so much luminous illumination inside of him that nothing can mess him up or shake him or move him. It doesn't mean he's not unloving. That doesn't mean that he becomes aggressive. He doesn't see darkness and become angry. He doesn't see darkness and, and, and experience trauma in his mind. He doesn't see darkness and change his personality. He remains the same, loving, kind, good, sincere, full of power. I'll give you an example. Just recently, I was on Twitter, and I was looking through my timeline and checking out my feed, and I was following on Twitter an account that showed, you know, abandoned buildings, the breakdown of abandoned buildings. It just, I like architecture. And so I was looking through the Twitter feed, and I said, oh, I like this one. I want to follow this and see different buildings around the world that are abandoned. It was interesting. Well, I took a break from Twitter. I got off of it because I had a lot to do and I didn't want to spend time, you know, looking through my Twitter feed. And um, and if you have Twitter, by the way, you can follow me at Chris Palmer. And then I got back on Twitter just a couple of days ago. Just a couple of days ago. And I started seeing one of the accounts that I was following and it was putting into the timeline horror pictures. Pictures that are supposed to be scary and you get it. And I thought, where, where is this coming from? Well, I, don't, I wouldn't follow something like this. I tell my radio audience when I preach not to follow these things. Why? Why am I following this? Then I realized that the abandoned building pictures or account had turned into this account. And you know, people do that. They switch accounts sometimes. And they change what their account is. So I started looking at the pictures. These are these monstrous pictures, horror pictures. They're showing pictures of ghosts, pictures of, you know... Uh, aliens so and so quote unquote you know a lot of the pictures look phony and uh but i was looking at them i was bored as late at night but then i saw one picture that got a hold of me one picture that it triggered something in my thinking it, it almost became obsessive i looked and it showed a young man and he was being kidnapped this is an actual picture actual picture and it said that when he was being kidnapped, and it gave the details, and it showed the two men that were abducting him. Now, I won't get into explaining explicitly what this picture showed because it was very upsetting to me, and it would be upsetting and offensive to anybody that saw that picture because it was, con it was uh, saying that this was a true event and an actual picture, and I was very offended by it, and I blocked the account. But then I turned my phone off and went to bed, and the whole night... I tossed and I turned and I woke up to use the restroom and I couldn't go back to sleep and I tossed and I turned and I tossed and I turned. An hour of sleep I woke up, another hour of sleep I woke up, another hour of sleep and I woke up. And I woke up in the morning and I finally thought, why, why am I so upset? 
why is this picture so ingrained in my mind? Why, why can't I? And it was just bothering me, and I kept seeing this picture, and there was a side of me that wanted to go back and look at it again because it was so upset at the picture, and it made me upset. And the next day I had sorrow. I had sadness in my heart. Through the middle of the day, I'd periodically think about it, and the mixture of disgust would come over me, anger would come over me, uh, sadness. And then it dawned on me that something about this picture, the darkness that's inside this picture, what these men had done to this young boy who had a total look of bewilderment on his face, this dark picture was... The darkness that was in this picture was beginning to overtake the light that's inside of me, and it was changing me. The darkness was overcoming the amount of light that I had inside my heart. And this is why, this is powerful, this is why the enemy wants us as children of God to take our mind off of Christ, to take our imagination to take our focus, to take our concentration off of the Word of God and off of Jesus and to put it on other things because if He can get our, and I'm going to talk about our imagination in a second, if He can get our imagination off of Christ and get our imagination onto dark things, the light that's inside of us will begin to become dimmer and the darkness that our imagination is looking at will only grow to become darker and darker and darker until that light inside of us is overcome. It's a powerful principle, but it's a principle that is uh, concerning meditation and where you focus your spiritual eyes to be. Because we're going to see in just a second that you as a child of God have a mind's eye. Every person on the earth has a mind's eye. And your mind's eye is going to be focused on one or two things, darkness or light. And here's the thing. If it's not focused on light, it's focused on darkness. Because what is darkness? Just the absence of light. And I want to read to you because Jesus taught about this in the Word of God. It's important for us to understand that if we want to never be overcome by darkness and overwhelmed by what we see. See, it's possible for you to be an ER nurse. And God bless you if you are. And to go into the ER rooms... To have love for the people, to have compassion for the people, to do your job, and yet become unaffected by the sickness that's around you. It's possible for you to serve in the armed forces and even see some of the things that you will see there and still not allow your heart to become troubled. It's possible to see be a fireman and deal with the tragedy and become on even as ministers. Ministers, many times, we sit in our offices and we counsel. We hear people's problems all day. And we, that's what our job is. But God expects us not to become unaffected by it because he's a source of light that he commands us to hook up to so that whatever darkness that we see on a regular basis, it doesn't overtake us. Jesus talked about this, Matthew chapter 6. It's amazing how much is in the word of God when you really start to get into it. I want to remind you, 313-838-1035. Maybe you need a touch from God. Maybe you need deliverance in your mind. Maybe you say, Reverend Palmer, you're talking about the mind tonight. You're speaking about things that are hitting home. I, I'm just completely overtaken. If you're overtaken with darkness, if you feel that when you close your eyes at night, all you see is images that you don't want to see. You hear, you hear conversations, maybe all the way back to your childhood that you wish that you could forget. I want you to call in tonight, and I want to pray for you. 313-838-1035. 313-838-1035. 838-1035, Matthew chapter 6, and let me read here to you verse number 21, Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also, and he says in verse number 22, the light of the body is the eye, if therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, your whole body shall be full of darkness. Wow, this is so powerful. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is this darkness? I want to show to you what the little Greek is saying here in the scripture. Because we miss it sometimes because the translations are not as clear. 
Jesus was saying, first of all, in the 22nd verse, the light of the body is the eye. The word here for light is not actually talking about light in and of itself. Einstein would say the quanta, or his uh, person above him, his mentor, who didn't believe light was quanta, would say, wait, rays of light. Either way, the actual light, whatever light is made up of. It's not talking about that. It actually is the Greek word for lamp. And, he, and a lamp is not light. A lamp is that which produces the light. He's saying the lamp of the body, or the thing in the body, that is going to determine how much light you have or how much light you lack, is your eye. This is not talking about your physical eye. It's talking about your mind's eye. Actually, it's talking about the position of your mind's eye. Where is it at? Where have you positioned your mind's eye to be? Because based upon where you've positioned your mind's eye to be is going to determine what kind of lamp, how bright that lamp is in your life. He says, if therefore thine eye be single... The word here is single, or let me just say this, if your spiritual understanding be single, the word single means unwavering and steadfast. Therefore, if your spiritual understanding be unwavering and steadfast, your whole body shall be full of light. The word there, light, not talking about lamp, it's actually talking about light in and of itself. First part of light is talking about a lamp. The second light is talking about light in and of itself. So this is the translation we can put together. The lamp of the body is your spiritual understanding. If your spiritual understanding or your mind's eye be unwavering and set up on the right thing, your whole body shall be full of the luminous, radiant glory and light that's inside of God. So this verse is telling you, Jesus is telling you, it is possible, friend, for you to open up your spiritual understanding to a light to allow the light of God inside your life. That's right. Your imagination is the bandwidth that determines how much of the life and light of God you are filled with. You say, well, I've always filled this darkness in my life. That's because the light is not flowing into your life. You are not connected to the life of God. You're not connected to the light enough. And God is saying, take your imagination concentrate and focus it upon me and what will begin to happen is I will flood you with light to a point where no darkness can overtake you no matter what you see you can still be unaffected by it glory to God go to the phones tonight Teresa God bless you how are you tonight oh I'm doing very well how you doing I'm doing wonderful good to hear your voice again Teresa it's good to hear your voice as well Listen, I am a registered nurse. My specialty is trauma nursing. And um, I was moved to call you because I haven't worked in three years. I burnt myself out taking care of other people. Wow. It must must not be easy. You know, God gave me the grace to do it. And um, I heard what you were saying, but my joy was being able to help people in the time of need and seeing miracles happen. Amen. What can we What can we uh, pray for you then for? You know, I need the joy. I need the joy of me working returned. I, I just don't have that zeal like I used to. Do you feel that your time as a nurse is up, or do you feel the Lord wants you to continue to do it? I, I'm at the point, I'm 51 years old, Pastor. Um, are you a pastor, Minister Palmer? Please mm-hmm. forgive me. I don't know how to address you. You could. Either way is fine. It's, it doesn't matter. Okay, um, 25 years I've done this, and I'm 51. I'm at the point where I really don't know what to do. I can go into full-time ministry, but I need the funds, and I'm just in prayer at this time. Well, then we believe God for direction for you, okay? Thank you. Father, I thank you for Teresa. I thank you, Father, for the call and the anointing of God that's upon her life. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give her direction. Pray that you would hear, she would hear your voice, that your voice would be clear. That Father, as she's called, she's asked for joy. The Word of God says that you answer our prayer. 
that yes. our joy may be full. It's your desire for her to have joy to be completely full. And yes. I pray in the name of Jesus, you fill her up with the joy of the Lord. Pray your yes. heart be full of joy. And I, and I just declare that when that joy returns to her life, it will lead her, it will guide her, and it will direct her in Jesus' name. Teresa, you know, when the Lord fills you with that joy, the joy of God is supposed to direct you. People, a lot of times, they ask God, they say, what am I supposed to do in life? You're supposed to follow your joy. Whatever brings to you joy from God, that's what God's calling you to do. So where you find that joy, that's what God's called you to be, okay? Oh, God bless you. Thank you. All right, Teresa. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yes, we will. When are you going to be back on for a week? Uh, you got to call the radio station and work that out with them. <laughs> All right, I will do that. <laughs> okay, God bless you. Bless you. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we're talking tonight about the light of God. We're thankful for people like Teresa that call in. She's a wonderful, precious sister in the Lord. It's always good to hear from her. Um, but we're talking tonight about not being overtaken by darkness. Maybe you say, Reverend Palmer, I'm listening to you tonight, but I'm always overtaken by darkness. You know, I know many people go to bed at night with darkness that fills their heart. As a matter of fact, not only do you go to bed with darkness, but God goes to bed and he's, like I said before in the broadcast, he's mindful of you. He doesn't want darkness to fill you. He wants you to be full of light. Look, Nick, you, you, you know, you just, we just had Black Friday yesterday. People were up. I was actually at the mall today just for a quick minute. And the lady in the shop told me that they opened the mall up this year at 8 o'clock on Thanksgiving, on Thursday, and they didn't close all night. They went all the way to Friday. We'll open up over 24 hours straight. And she said, I said, people were in here at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. She said, oh, yeah, it was busy. I said, busy at 4 o'clock? I said, people were here. She said, there's people here all night long. It was busy, like a regular Saturday. That's how busy it was. And she said, they, they came in the store, and they tore everything apart. She said, there was piles of sweaters and clothing. And I thought, wow. And then, you know, I got sad. Because I thought many of these people are looking for something. They come, they have fun, but inside, go to the mall, how many people, and look around, how many people are full of darkness? No light inside them. No life. That's you tonight. What I'm going to tell you is, you feel empty. You feel sad. You can get rid of the darkness in you. When you look unto Jesus, and you allow the light of Jesus to fill your heart. Those tormenting thoughts, those accusing thoughts, especially you're listening and you have that anger in your life. God can deliver you from that. That's darkness. He can deliver you from it. Set you free. All the things that you saw, like the caller said, he saw his parents fighting, his family was in upheaval those things don't have to have an, a lasting impression upon your mind you can be free from that you can allow that darkness to go by getting full of the light and the way you get full of the light is you set your focus upon light and that is Jesus we're going to come back we're going to take a break i got a Christmas song for you so stay tuned and I'll be back in just a minute
WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD at 103.5 FM and from anywhere in the world at WMUZ.com. And we're back here on the Transforming Truth broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. I pray the Spirit of God is working in your life to bring healing and deliverance, signs and wonders. You know, I'm very encouraged to know that people all over the world today are being healed of sicknesses and diseases. I was with some people recently. They say, well, you know, Chris, they said that we believe that the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit died with the apostles. I said, really? They said, yeah. And I said, why do you believe that? And they tell me why. And then they say, what about you? I said, oh, I don't believe that. I said, because any theology that you work out in your life should have to stand up on the front lines of ministry. And I said, and this theology is you've worked it out. It doesn't hold up because when I go places, I see people healed by the power of God. And not just me, but many people that I associate with see all kinds of healings in people's bodies and minds. And so I said, and I can tell you as a first-hand witness, I'm not lying to you. I've seen that. So I say, who's doing it? Is the devil doing it? Is it just science doing it? Or is there a loving God behind it doing it for people? And I choose to believe that there's a loving God doing it because it is. So God desires and he's able and he wants to do it. So I want you to be healed tonight. I want you to receive your healing. The blind man came up to Jesus. He says, Lord, will you heal me? Jesus says, yes, I will. It's his will, his desire to do it. So I pray tonight you receive healing. There's somebody, I just sense you're in a hospital listening to me. I've seen you by the Spirit all night while I'm ministering. And I pray and declare in your body that God will fill it with strength his healing power and that you will leave that hospital quickly and soon and be totally restored and be back to your normal life and your family in Jesus name and I'll say this uh, before we go further into the lesson tonight that my book The Believer's Journey God's Path of Transformation is available on Amazon.com all you have to do is go to Amazon type in Chris Palmer or you can type in The Believer's Journey and it will come up and you order it, and it will be a blessing to your life. It will teach you the journey that every child of God is called to walk in, based upon the 8th chapter of the book of Romans. Okay, let's continue in what we're talking about tonight. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 6, first Jesus said, uh, John said that Jesus came into the earth and he was light. And then it says in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 22, the light of the body is the eye, if therefore the eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. And we just talked about what that meant. But Jesus gives a reverse side. He says, if thy eye be evil, your whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Well, you understand what darkness is. There's no such thing as darkness per se. What is darkness? Well, darkness is nothing. It's nothingness. Actually, darkness is the absence of light. So you either have light or you have the absence of light. It's very basic, and we call the absence of light darkness. So this is what Jesus is really saying. Jesus is saying, if thy eye be evil or unwavering, or wa excuse me, wavering, he says, or really what the word evil means in this context is if your eye is not focused on light, if your eye is not focused on him, you say, well, I don't focus on Jesus, but I'm a good person. Well, whatever you're doing that's good is not light. It's not God. So if your eyes not focused on Christ, your whole body is going to be full of the absence of light. Very, very powerful principle. So if your eyes not focused on the Lord Jesus, who's the only source of light, the only thing that you're going to have in you is the absence of light. And therefore, the light that is in thee be darkness. Or if there is the absence of light inside of you, how great is that absence of light? Oh, this is powerful. Do you know what he's saying when he says, how great is that darkness? It's a question. It's, it's actually more of a statement. It gives the idea of saying that that darkness is just going to get darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. You say, how can darkness get darker? It does the further you move away from the light. So if you're not focused on Jesus now and you continue to not listen to preachers, you continue to not listen to men of God when they come along and tell you about Christ. When you continue to harden your heart, you move farther and farther away from God. The more you grieve the Holy Spirit, 
more you don't pay attention to God, the more you're disobedient to God. You move farther and farther from that light until you get darker and darker on the inside. And when you get darker and darker on the inside, you become more miserable. You become more sad. You have to continue to do more radical things to fill the void of that darkness. And what Jesus is saying in this scripture, what you need to do is you need to set your focus back on Him. Set your focus Back on the light of God. That's simple enough. That's all there is to it. You will begin to find, friend, that your life will become much more simpler. Your life will become much more powerful. Your life will begin to make more sense. It will be more joyful. If you learn to locate inside of you your imagination... The part of you that visualizes things within and set that imagination upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know there's power in your imagination? Let me show you what I'm talking about in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 17. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. You know many Christians love Jesus but they live in darkness. Yeah, they've received him but they don't have a glorious picture of the living Christ. That lives inside their heart. They walk in darkness. They're not continually getting a fresh feeling of light. See, when you go before the Lord and you meditate upon His image, you close your eyes and you take your mind's eyes and you set it upon Jesus and you begin to worship Him, you begin to focus on the Lord, you are connecting to light. It says in Ephesians chapter 1.17, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18 says, the eyes of your understanding. These are the eyes that Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 6. Your spiritual understanding that they would be in light in or flooded with illuminating light. That you would know the hope of your calling and the exceeding greatness of his power to us were to believe. So what you see here is that when you take your spiritual eyes and you set it upon Jesus, he will flood those eyes with light. And when, you know, light is just, your eyes are just a window, your spiritual eyes are just a window in your spirit, that allows light inside of you and you become full of light. You ever see believers? They say, I'm a Christian. You say, yeah, and they say it, but there's always a look of darkness about them. You always wonder, you say, man, they're a Christian, but they don't look happy. They're a Christian, but their eyes don't smile. Maybe you used to be one of those people yourself. Maybe you look in the mirror recently, and you say, I used to be full of joy. I used to be full of peace, and I just look like I'm getting older. You know, some people, they are away from, you know, you look, consider what light does. Light causes plants to grow. Light provides vitamin D to every person. And if, you know, they, I was reading something just recently that, that said, what would happen if somebody never went outside for five years? They stayed inside. And they said they would begin to look very sick. You know, people that unfortunately are bed bound, they have to put their bed by the window so they can get light. Because light produces life. Well, when people get out of the presence of God, and they're away from the presence of God, guess what will start to happen? They'll start looking older. Their hair will start getting grayer. They'll start getting wrinkles. It'll literally, getting out of the presence of God will literally affect your body. You ever see men of God that are in the presence of God on a regular basis? You want to know what happens to many of those men of God? They look younger. They say, how is it that you look so young? Well, I'm continuously flooded with the light of God. When people walk in darkness, you can start seeing the effects on their body. Now, walking in darkness doesn't necessarily mean that you're living in a bunch of gross sin that is darkness that's further away from the light i'm just talking about darkness just entry level darkness which means you're not around the light of god that can be neglecting to spend time in the presence of god for a long time and when that begins to happen you will start to just take on a look of sadness about you and so will you make it a practice to do is you say i know that i need light in my life I know that I need the illumination of God. I'm going to make it a daily and regular practice to get into the presence of God. I'm going to connect to the light of God. Now, here's the thing. When you take your imagination and you focus your imagination upon the Lord, you 
allow the Spirit of God through your eyes to flood you with light. And this light is usually the image of Christ Jesus. Um, because here's a law, and I want to share this with you, is that meditation <clears throat> is what you focus your mind's eye upon. We meditate every day. Meditation is very powerful because whatever you meditate upon is imagery. You meditate about winning a championship one day. You meditate about meeting a person you can love and fall in love with, and you play that image out in your mind. Well, meditation, what it does is it sets up images and erects images in your mind. And if you focus upon these images enough, you literally begin to worship those images. So many people, they dream about getting rich, and all they ever do is put that image up in their mind. They think about that image every day. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to get rich. Me, me, me. Today we have the images of self. People think about themselves every day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be this. Then they go on social media, put all that stuff up, and they're thinking about the image of themselves. But that's the wrong type of meditation, and it produces no light in your life. What God wants you to do is he wants you to take your mind's eye and focus your, your, your imagination upon the similitude of Jesus. Every single believer when they get born again, one of the gifts that the Spirit of God gives you is, a, is an image or a similitude or an idea of who Jesus is inside your spirit. You ever notice people that are born again, they can all see heaven. They say, I can't wait to get to heaven one day. They all have a good idea of what they picture heaven to be like. This is because this is in your spirit when you're born again. So you have a similitude of Jesus in your spirit. So what God wants you to do is on a daily basis, take your mind's eye. Focus it upon Jesus. And when you do that, guess what will start happening? God will start flooding your spirit. Spirit with life. God will start flooding your spirit with the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. He'll start filling it with light. And when this begins to happen in your life, you will be driven far away from darkness. You see how it works? It's a very simple principle. So when you see people that are full of darkness, you think, what have they been putting their minds upon? Where has their imagination begun? What have they been focusing upon? Listen, I don't know about you, but I don't want to ever be overwhelmed by anything that I see with my eyes. I don't know what I'm going to see day to day. But what I do know is this, that when I saw that photograph, it should not have overwhelmed me. There should have been enough light in me to keep me from being overwhelmed by the darkness that was in that photograph. So what it told me is, I need to increase my meditation upon the Lord. I need to hook up with the source of light. I need to hook up with the source of His Spirit. We have Jeff tonight. God bless you, Jeff. We have about two minutes. Welcome to the show. Hi. Can I help you tonight? Yes. Uh, you're talking about darkness, and I live in a lot of darkness. I suffer from depression, drug addiction, and I just... I need a savior. Well, Jeff, uh, the Lord loves you, and I want to thank you for calling into the broadcast tonight. And uh, it took courage to do that, Jeff. And I want to yeah. let you know that um, God wants to be your savior tonight. He I want him to be my savior. Okay. Well, then, um, can I pray with you, Jeff? Please. Okay. I want you to pray this from your heart. Jeff, I want you to know that we love we love you at the station, and I want to pray with you. Say this, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I need you. I need you. I'm living in darkness. I'm living in darkness. I can't take it no more. I can't take it no more. And I'm in need of a Savior. I'm in need of a Savior. And I know that Jesus loves me. And I know that Jesus loves me. He died for me. He died for me. So that I can be free from darkness. I can be free from darkness. And I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. But I know that I can be powerful in you. But I know I can be powerful in you. Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Save me from the sin that I'm living in. Save me from the sin that I'm living in. I give to you my heart and I surrender to you. 
surrender to you. I don't know how I, I don't know how you're going to deliver me. I don't know how you're going to deliver me. But I know you're able and you will. I know you're able and I know you will. I turn my back on sin. I turn my back on sin. In every addiction I'm involved in. In every addiction that I'm involved in. I declare my life belongs to Jesus. I declare my life belongs to Jesus. And no longer Satan. And no longer Satan. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. I thank you. I'm now born again. I'm now born again. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Jeff, I want you to email me. Can you do that? Uh, I don't have a computer. Okay, well, can you write me? Sure. Okay, Jeff, I want you to write me. I want to help plug you into a church. Where do you live? What area? Monroe. Monroe? Okay, I want you to write me. Okay. At uh, you can write me Chris Palmer. Chris Palmer. At P.O. Box. P.O. Box. Four zero three. Four zero three. Wald Lake, Michigan. Wald Lake, Michigan. Four eight three nine zero. Four eight three nine zero. Yep. And if you write me, I want to send you some material in the mail. Okay. Okay. And I'll wait for your letter to hear from you. Okay, Jeff. Okay. God bless you. And uh, what's your address, Jeff? My address. Yep. Four five three. Four five three. Theodore Drive. Okay. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Monroe, Michigan, four eight one six two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You write me, and I'll send you some material. Okay. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Thank oh, you. Yep. We want to thank everybody for tuning into the broadcast tonight. We want to remind you that you have the light of Christ working in your life, and that because God's well, light is working in your life. You won't be overcome by darkness. So I want to encourage you. Make it a practice to get into his word. Make it a practice to spend time with his spirit. So that the life of God can continue, continue to overwhelm the works of darkness. God bless you. We'll be back on the broadcast next week. 12-15. We'll talk to you then. God bless you. See you next week. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the word of God. Go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash chrispalmerministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Walled Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ, 103.5 FM, The Light.